0: welcome to embrace the spiritual podcast join friends Michelle and Dawn as they share tips on how you too can open your heart raise your vibration and reclaim your sovereignty hear what they have experienced and overcome in their spiritual journeys while navigating this expansive spiritual multiverse discover how they transform their
1: soul lessons from ordinary into extraordinary Follow, subscribe, and share Embrace the Spiritual on all podcast streaming services, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Go to EmbraceTheSpiritual.com for additional content and a list of upcoming episodes. To book an aura regression or raw Reiki session, contact Dawn on her website, alchemy-sacredsound.com, and Michelle on her website at EnergeticEmbrace.com. Welcome back to
0: Earth Healing and How to Heal Gaia. There are so many ways to help her, and I'm going to start with I was just in Georgia and sitting under this beautiful chestnut tree, and I'm looking down at the ground, sitting there, and I realize, oh my God, there is chestnuts that are sprouting, but they haven't taken root, and they're like, "Take us home with you. You are meant to grow us." and transfer us to your other property. So grow it here in New York and then take it to my other property. So I said, all right. So I brought home four. I lost one in the dirt because I put them outside and my husband pointed out, well, you know, Georgia's weather is a lot different than ours. And I said, yeah, but they freeze, don't they? And he's like, yeah, but we get really negative. And I'm like, well, that is true. So I dug up three of them. I couldn't find that fourth one, but I know where it is in my yard. So if it comes up, it's going someplace. I just don't know where yet. But I put three in my greenhouse because it only gets to 30 degrees. And that is a way to help heal because energetically, since I took it from that tree and when those trees start their root connections, trees connect through their roots. And I think it's like a fungus. I can't remember the name, but they communicate with each other. And we have their permission to work on them to connect to that tree in Georgia. And when I move it to my other property, I can connect to that property and I can be in New York and help healing there too. So what a beautiful thing that we can connect by just taking seeds from one place, transplanting to another place and connecting it to another place. So that I feel like I'm affecting three areas and I don't really have to do much. Just watch them grow, love them, take care of them, talk
1: to them. And that's it. I love that. We have a surprise something or other next year, hopefully that one. And you know what? It's a great example that one wanted to stay out there and try it on its own. That's kind of what we're doing. We're trying things, we're stepping out of our comfort zones and just honoring what those little seeds wanted you to do. I think that's an awesome thing. One of the things that I had read about the earth, Mother Earth, Gaia, I had read somewhere that the earth is like our mirror. So it's a kind of a reflection of our collective, so the collective consciousness of all of us that are living on earth. What does that really mean? Well, when the forests are burning. So this past year, if you didn't hear about a forest fire somewhere, well, I I don't know, maybe you're living under a rock. I'm not really sure where you were. The forest fires this year, it was unnatural. If people think these were natural occurrences, they were not. And believe me, if you want or not, that's your free will but I'll say what I feel to be accurate. So many of these fires were started on purpose from these nefarious people that are trying to control us and manipulate us. We talked about that in a couple episodes ago about some of these synthetic meats and stuff. They're trying to ruin our natural resources so that we can rely on the government and these companies that are making all the money from what's going on. We need to protect that. Those trees rely on our carbon dioxide. So the air we exhale are literally what the trees need to breathe in and they give us the oxygen back. Even think about that when people are building houses. The amount of trees that come down, yes, We need some space to build the house, but take down as few trees as possible because that's what's giving the oxygen back to us. And we tend to forget that we want these big cities. So many more people are moving to the country for that very reason. Another thing we want to be doing to help Mother Earth is what Dawn is doing really well. Is planting her own food to eat, extra trees and foliage that's going to help nourish the soil to help grow everything else around it. So think of Mother Earth. She were your own sister, mother, or grandmother, and treat her with respect. We're not treating her with respect, people. We are being very selfish in what we're consuming. Yes, it's not feasible for everybody to live out in the country. I totally get that. But Part of how you can help heal, maybe do a little herb garden in your apartment or go out in the country and reseed some of these forests that have been burned. Donate your time. The possibilities of what we can do are limitless. It's a choice. We either choose to help or we don't. And even by doing nothing, that's still a choice. We're still doing nothing. Connect with the elementals that are in the forest, connect with the fairies and and the gnomes and the creatures that are out there, the deer, help all of every piece of us that is living on Mother Earth is an integral part for the entire survival. So care about these animals that are becoming extinct and less about the zoos and these places that are keeping animals captive. Yes, I know that once become become captive, captive, you cannot let them out into the wild because they won't survive. A lot of things that we have in our yards are invasive and they will take over.
0: I have done a plant study of my own yard and I have at least five things that came over from Europe, from China that grow out of control. And they are wiping out the natural flowers and plants that we would have naturally that feed our honeybees, our mason bees, are insects. Have you ever gotten chrysanthemums? You'll notice that no bees ever go on it. That is unnatural in in New York State. They come from the Asia area. I think I want to say China, but it might be Japan without looking it up. And they may look pretty, but that's about it that they do for the aesthetic of your garden. They're not feeding the bees. They're not feeding the insects. The rabbits will eat them, but I'm not sure how they really like them because it's not natural to the area. So let's start taking back and helping the native plants that need to be there. We have wiped out so many wildflowers in fields across the Midwest that help with keeping the moisture especially the prairies where it's like dry in Oklahoma and places like that. If we start being more mindful and caring about what we're bringing into our yard and not bringing in things like I thought butterfly bushes were native and I did some research and they're not. And it didn't do that well in my yard. It died and then it came back. But I think I'm just going to take it out because the only thing that it's attracted to is butterflies. No bees will go there and how is that helping anything because butterflies love zinnias and cosmos so and bees love them too so start being mindful of stuff like that and when you have a harmonious garden where the insects are coming you also have the elementals who are happy because you're taking care of the energy there so be mindful of you know your gardening what you're doing is it aggressive is it not aggressive is it invasive i mean we've already kind of goofed up our ecosystem with starlings. They are a very aggressive bird. They will go to a nest. They will kick out the eggs of other birds and then leave those birds to hatch out their eggs. And that's not living a very harmonious life because our bird could go extinct and there's nothing we can do about it. Because unless you're going to, you know, sit there with your binoculars, every single day and chase off the starlings, uh, nothing's going to, you know, change that. So be mindful, you know, take that extra step of caring because that's all it takes is that little extra effort. I mean, it doesn't take much to take pictures of plants in your yard and say, oh, this belongs, this doesn't belong. And, you know, weed them out. There are ways to do it without toxic chemicals. We are super natural. Pulling the weeds and then burning them definitely keeps them from coming back. Digging up their root systems is another way. A lot of weeds are ribosomes. Their root systems go very deep. I know bindweed goes 20 feet in the ground. Not sure of what the proper procedure to get rid of it is, but I have a ton in my yard. And I know it's possible because I follow somebody else who does it. It took her I think five years to get rid of all the bindweed on her property. But it's better than having these things take over and imbalancing the ecosystem. And honestly, it keeps away the elementals that want to be in your yard. When we live in harmony, they will come back. I have seen it happen and they want to come back. They're just waiting for us to make the effort to stop using chemicals, to tune our land to their vibration, And they will start first, they're going to get all excited and your heart will grow a
1: little bit each day. I really like that you brought up the concept of the native plant to your area, because I think so many times we want to have these ornamental gardens that have all these rare species. Well, if it's not natural to the area, yeah, it might look pretty. But if you have to have extra steps of maybe un not natural fertilizers or chemicals to keep down your weeds. And then you're kind of defeating the purpose of having them in there. So be mindful of that. I have a friend that lives in the city and her whole backyard, she's basically converted to her own garden of all. She's got lots of food that she'll can, you know, sunflowers. And I love that she has taken that space and done so much. So it doesn't matter if you live in the city, you can still do those measures to help mother earth because the more plants and foliage that we can have in our areas more insects as dawn said will come the bees i mean we don't want the destructive things but don't be so quick to get rid of the insects that are actually helping nourish the land as a result of maybe having those kind of plants there so it's all part of one big picture little or small but one of the things I wanted to add was talk to the land. Spend time with your land. What does the land want? Get to know, you know, maybe it wants something more put out into the forest. Maybe it needs some extra plants or trees put in, or maybe it needs some clearing. Maybe the brush is choking out the forested area or it could be a fire hazard. I know the city that we used to live in had a really good fire smart program of cleaning out, you know, the needles under trees to make sure that it's not a fire hazard. So that's part of helping to heal Gaia is let's keep her clean too. We want to keep things as natural as possible, but we want to take away those things that could end up harming her by having a forest fire, send the earth love. This is not an airy fairy comment, people. It is real the energy that you can put out when you are truly sending love from your heart, not your head. Like we talked about the last episode, it's got to be heart discernment, send her love. It's such a seemingly small act, but extremely powerful. Put your hands on the ground and send her love. Put your bare feet on the ground and send love and just ground to her. Thank her for everything that she has helped with keeping you alive and your family. You know, hug a tree. We we love that. Hug a tree. Hug a tree. Yes, you might think you look silly, but who cares? Who cares? You are helping send that love. As Dawn said, the roots all connect to all the different plants and the birds that are going to land on that tree and maybe pull worms out of the bark, whatever it is, every animal or insect that is interacting with that tree that you've hugged and sent love to is getting the energy vibration of that love and carrying it with them wherever they go. So it's kind of like they're planting their own seeds of love in different areas as a result of you hugging one tree the avatar movies i've mentioned this in past episodes that's the concept is the consciousness runs through the roots so let's make sure to take care of the roots
0: there's just so much you can do to help and it's interesting because i don't have a large yard here and my neighbor has a bigger yard and i can't remember why we started texting. Oh, she had put tomato plants out for somebody to take on like the buy sell nothing. And I think they were there for three days. And I said, you know, your tomato plants have fallen over. I'm like, do you still want them? And she's like, oh, they would never stop by for them. And I said, I'll take them. But I'm like, would you like some honey in exchange? Because I didn't want to, you know, take her stuff. And she's like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll take some honey. And She, we just started chit-chatting back and forth via text. And she said, I noticed there was a decline in the bees here and the insects. And I said, I have, I haven't noticed like, and that is because we've done so much work on the land to make it pleasant for them to be here. They know the harmony within the family. And I know they're not kind, caring, and loving because I know when I take my dogs out, my girl dog is on alert and she is scanning their yard for them, for things dogs know when there are nefarious things hiding. And it's to the point where I have to be like, yes, we know they're, we all know they're there. Let's, you know, get over here and do your business because she was stand there and look i'm going to protect you mom and it's like i don't need protecting i need to do to do your stuff so appreciated but let, let let's get on with you know what we're we're out here to do so it's we have all these clues like your animals know people's hearts before you do if we only paid more attention and we listened to them and said you know when we honored them and said okay thank you for protecting me i understand I will enhance my shields, enhance your shields, so we're all protected. And I ended up taking those tomato plants, and they did not do that great. So I think the, the energy was not off there. But you know, even though we transferred it, it was just not in time for them to, to be
1: able to heal. And that's okay. I'll jump in to say, now that we're so much more aware of quantum physics, quantum physics really tells us that everything is interconnected. So we are not separate from Mother Earth or the trees or the bees, and we still act like we are. It's not us versus them or that we're just a passive player on Mother Earth. We have a very active role. Let's use that interconnectivity if that's even a word, but that's what's coming up. And it's a word now, courtesy of Embrace the Spiritual Podcast. (laughs) Work with Mother Earth, working with Mother Earth can also help your spiritual growth. We've talked about this in past episodes. Our body is continually surrounded by the elements, earth, fire, water, air. And it's so easy to not even be aware of when that's happening. Give thanks when you can feel the wind in, you know, blowing through your hair if you have hair, but thank the air. Thank the air that we breathe and the water that we drink. Dawn and I talked about that where we send love to anything that we're ingesting, the things around us. Give thanks to the plants. Be grateful for the beauty that each of those things are for the mountains. A friend of mine has tons of bird feeders throughout her yard. She loves all types of birds. She has so many birds that are coming through her yard. It's just, it's so energizing for her. And I love that. A friend and I had to go feed her or top up her bird feeders. And it was, we were there for a while topping up bird feeders. We were like, oh yeah, there's one over there and one over there. It was awesome. And But she's bringing in those birds, and those birds have their own energy vibration. Like I'm getting, I can really feel it in my heart. I can just feel the energy vibration that they bring in. And the animals, our neighbor puts out rolled oats for the deer that come through. Any given day, there's five or six deer in his backyard that feel safe to come eat if they can't find anything for foraging in the forest. As Dawn said, the native wildflowers. We are not separate from all of these things, and. We tend to go through our day-to-day sometimes on autopilot, and if we don't stop to recognize all of these other things that are part of who we are ultimately and give thanks to it and give love, it's just like giving love to maybe a child. If we just, oh yeah, they're running around and kind of don't pay attention to them, they need that love. Trees are no different. The earth is no different. Think of it from that energy perspective is they are selfless, selflessly giving us oxygen to breathe. The trees are converting our export of carbon dioxide and giving us that back. They don't ask for thanks. They're still going to grow and they're still going to be there. So give thanks because we don't think twice about where the oxygen is coming from that we're breathing in. When we take things for granted, that's when things wilt. Being in your heart, as we talked about in our heart discernment episode, expand that heart beyond your physical space into the surrounding area. I love the lake community that we live in. There's lots of trees and water. We aren't allowed to use any kind of pesticides or things because we have natural springs feeding the lake. So we it's good. We had to put in the bylaws because there's always somebody that goes, oh, it's just easier to spray weed. But it affects the balance of the water. And then if the water's not right, then the fish in there are right. And the other things that are feeding and getting their nourishment from the lake, it all upsets that balance. Even if you start paying attention to Mother Earth more from your perspective of tapping into more of your spirituality. That's okay. Just start. If you haven't already, just start. That's beautiful that
0: your community does that. Our community could take a lesson. We have approached the village to put a pesticide thing in, and unfortunately, they have not. And there's a big company here who has been approached, and they're like, we don't care. And. Because of the way the wind blows, it blows over into people's houses when they spray because they own a big chunk of property right in town. And it's it's horrible because it affects you. Uh, my friend has to keep his windows closed for two weeks until it rains hard and you can't smell it. So that's beautiful that your community has taken that step to do that because it's so toxic. It and it doesn't clear out i don't think there's anything except reverse osmosis that will clear it out of the water and i remembered what i couldn't remember before inversions around bugs people always think oh i got stung by a bee you didn't get stung by a bee you would they don't like to sting i have this beautiful lavender patch right where i park my car when i open my door i hit it the bees don't care They let me walk by, it is hornets and some type of aggressive wasps that sting. And there are ways that you can prevent them from um, coming on your property. A friend of ours put these little paper lanterns out and they work. He's like, nothing goes there. They're territorial. They see that, they move on. And they actually are very aggressive in the fall time towards beehives. We have a natural beehive, our neighbor did, and then he cut the tree down because they had hollowed it out and it was a fall risk. But we have beehives on our property and we always had to check to make sure that the wasps aren't trying to kick them out because they know that they have honey and that they can live during the winter season. So, let's, you know, start ending this inverted thinking about, you know, oh, that's aggressive. They're going to hurt me. I'm afraid of them because once you have, send that fear out, they'll know that you're afraid. Where were we that I had that bee land on my hand? Were you there? And at- ah, I'm trying to think where was it our last trip? Because yeah, it was. I think we were at the Parthenon and we had this yeah. bee. It was kind of like that cooler kind of climate and they kind of get lazy and it just like wanted to land and clean its like, you know, antenna and, you know, give, you know, like spruce itself up and go on its merry way. And everybody's like, oh, my, you're like, don't let land on me. And I'm like, ah, you know, like, they're not going to hurt you. And it, it was so cute. You know, I'm watching it. I don't, I wanted to get a picture, but I think when I, by the time I got my phone out, it had taken off. But bees are really sweet. Our hive right now, they really don't care what you're doing, if you're, you know, they know that you're there to help to check on the hive. There's a lot of things, insects and viruses that will affect a hive that you can stop and take care of before the hive ends up dying. So just go the extra mile and same with the animals. I know that there is a gardener that I follow that she actually plants a vegetable garden for the bunnies, the woodchucks and the deer where she lives because she has the space and she doesn't want them eating her flower in her vegetable garden. So she puts little protections around them, but she's like, I know I have to give back to nature so that they don't go hungry because we've planned out our farm to make it, you know, it's a flower farm, it's vegetables, but they were here first. So she does a vegetable garden for them. And it's a beautiful thing. If we all took the extra mile to help the animals, which in turn helps Gaia, And when you were talking about the energy, if you have not looked into grounding, it can help you so much from blood pressure, anxiety, insomnia, and there's other things I cannot think of off the top of my head, but ground, try to ground, obviously in the winter, you're not going to do it because your feet will freeze off. But in the summer, I just love walking barefoot and sitting in the grass and just enjoying the sounds of nature happening all around me and in those moments you realize this is something that you could not pay enough money to get because it's not a cruise you're not going to see somebody this is it and i enjoy that moment as
1: much as i can because winter is just around the corner yeah speaking of that i think it was this past week my son has been doing more grounding and he went outside of course we're in canada and right now we're actually pretty good we the big snowfall that we God has melted, so we can be on the grass. But he took off his <laughs> shoes and stood on the grass. But probably stood on the grass for six or seven minutes, six to seven minutes, and ended up getting sick. And I said, "Well, you know, low back pain and 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 everything." I said, "Well, you didn't need quite that much time. It was a great effort. But even if it's just thirty seconds to a minute, if you can step on the grass and it's cold, and of course, I mentioned to him that we have a Kidney meridian point that's on the bottom of our feet. And I said, You likely have a little back pain because that kidney meridian point on both your feet got shocked and affected your kidneys. So he's like, Oh, okay, good to know. Whether you can be out physically putting your feet on the ground or not, use your imagination. We were taught as kids to use our imagination and then it kind of got put to a stop because then. We thought we were not grounded in reality, but our imagination is so powerful. So close your eyes and imagine that you're standing outside in your yard. If you have grass outside your yard, you could be sitting in your chair. And imagine, I like to imagine if I'm sitting in the chair from my tailbone, so going down my spine through my tailbone. I imagine an energy cord going from that all the way down into the heart of Mother Earth. So just imagine almost like golden roots coming down from your body, anchoring you down into Earth because you're connecting in with the Earth root chakra ultimately. And going down into the center of the Earth, which is really Mother Earth's womb you can relax and just be connected to her and just allow the exchange, the energy exchange of that nourishment and support and protection that you feel. Give gratitude, feel gratitude for that energetic exchange that you receive from Mother Earth. Grounding to Earth ultimately will also help your connection to your higher self. Because if we don't ground and we're too much up in la-la land, I'll call it, then you put yourself at risk or you're vulnerable to maybe energies that aren't very nice because you're not grounded to earth. So have that connection. I would recommend but we talked about this in our grounding boundaries and shielding episode early on in season 1 connecting to mother earth on a daily basis. Twice a day, morning and night even at a minimum when you're feeling kind of maybe a get a headache, that could be an indication that you're not grounded, or you're feeling kind of zoned out, just take a minute, imagine you're outside, and you're just from your tailbone down, create that energy golden cord down to Mother Earth, connect in, and then just sit and feel the energy exchange that that's creating. And your feet have chakras on them as well. Many people, you know, we think of our main seven chakras, but our hands and our feet both have chakra points in it. So. Whether in like a downward dog position for yoga out on the grass, that's perfect. The challenge with our shoes these days is it's got these rubber soles that are stopping the connection to earth. So I actually bought a pair of earth grounding sandals. I saw Dawn had a pair and I just love the concept of that. So I bought a pair and I wear them as much as I can to make sure that they're conducting. They have a little copper Point on the bottom too that copper, of course, is a big grounding and conductor of energy to Mother Earth. So when you're doing that grounding, maybe bring in the scent sense of the flowers, the smells, hear the birds chirping and and the bees buzzing around and just feel into the energy of what nature has to offer and the wind coming in and feel the sun on your face, allow it to warm and energize you. The sun is energizing. It's inverted to think that it's not. The sun is extremely energizing and it can have this huge connection between the two. So many things I want to comment on. I hope I remember all. We're
0: all talking about Earth and Gaia. Bring plants to your house. Best way to change the energy to connect with what you can't have in the winter. My plants, I have a ton of them and I just picked up two more since my daughter had a birthday and she says, mom, I don't want to kill them. Could you please take care of them? Not a problem. <laughs> so have plants. It changes the energy of your house. I trying to have them in every room of the house, which I did mention before. It just feels so different with them there. And I'm actually going to bring some to my other property and hopefully they'll make it because we're going to be a couple months in between stays since my husband is getting ready for shows. I'm going to bring some dry water, you know, can go a couple of months without watering them and see how they do. And when they want to grow, they will grow. I have a snake plant that is just going crazy. That i have to divide already and it's only been three months so when they're happy and they're living in an energetic state they're just booming with life and then the grounding shoes remember when we went to eureka and how did you didn't have your grounding shoes then but if you have grounding shoes you can feel the energies of things that don't belong and that was the first thing because i wore them there and immediately I felt something was crawling up my legs. And I'm like, nope, this is not allowed. They are wonderful for feeling what does not belong, what you need to clear out because there's been infringements or there's, you know, stuff has happened to the land and it is time for it to go. Highly recommend, even if you don't buy the grounding shoes, they do sell a, I want I guess I'd call it a, a copper plug because you can put them in your own shoes to make any shoe a grounding shoe. So it's just another way to connect yourself to earth on a daily basis, especially if you, you know, are in an office area or you want to go hiking and you don't want to, you're like sandals is just not, you know, appropriate for this weather. There's always a step. I think it's earthrunner.com sells them. I highly
1: recommend the company. Taking the next step of helping yourself heal. I want to add about the plants in the house. They will absorb your energy as well. Pay attention to the plants that you do have in your house. If they are wilting, no matter how much you feed them and water them, it might be a sign that energetically something is not right in your home. So you can also use the plants to help you from that perspective because they'll essentially give you signs that hey something is energetically not okay in your space maybe you need to do home clearing you can reach out to myself and do a home clearing our services are listed on our embracethespiritual.com website but we can help maybe there's energy in your space that's causing the plants to not be happy too so that's why i think going back to my comment At the beginning of the earth being our mirror, that's what could be happening. The plants and foliage around you could be giving you a signal of what's going on, maybe within you. So just keep an eye on that. If something's not working, give love to your plants. So many people talk to their plants, talk to the trees. It is not foolish, it's not silly it works. Say to the plants positive things. You probably have seen videos on social media about this where the plants come to life and they have more energy. Well, it's no coincidence. Giving them love, no different than ourselves. If we give ourselves love and have that positive self-talk, we are going to grow energetically. So I just wanted to point that out that just keep an eye on the things in your space, as it could reflect back to you things that maybe you need to work on. And that reminded me
0: that plants do get depressed. I usually take all my plants out, but I usually leave a, uh, this bunza in because I know that they can suffer from sun scald. And I wasn't sure since the sun hits like noon and it kind of fries the area, but she really wasn't doing well last summer. And I'm like, what is going on? So I took her out and I think she missed her friends, honestly, because she was the only one left in the house. And right now she's doing beautiful. I just have to keep an eye because the bottom gets filled with water, but I think it doesn't suck up like it needs to. Plants have feelings. They have emotions. They have ways of telling us, even if we can't you know, speak their language, if a plant's not doing well. Is it happy where it is? Is it it getting enough sun? Is it underwater? Is it overwatered? Or is it just missing their friends because they went outside without them? So take note of how your plants are doing on the inside of the house. And I know from my last clearing, my aloe is like falling out of its container. I'm going to have to replant it and or make some soap from it because I have so much right now. I'm just like, oh boy, this has never happened. And I've had this plant for eight years. And this past year, it's just like, boom. But then I realized my energy has
1: boomed too. So everybody is doing really good right now. Oh, I love that. The main theme here is we are not separate from Earth. And the life that is on Earth, whether it's a physical human being insects, plants, trees, nothing is separate. And when we operate from that perspective and be in our hearts and understand that nothing is separate, we will be gentler with ourselves, with the earth, and grow
0: together. Beautiful, and I was just gonna add, you love yourself, you honor yourself, love, honor, and respect the earth and what lives on it too. Join us next time for Earth Healing, our journeys together on trips we've taken, how we've assisted, in helping mother earth heal what she could not
1: follow subscribe and share embrace the spiritual on all podcast streaming services youtube instagram and facebook go to embracespiritual.com for additional content and a list of upcoming episodes to book an aura regression or raw reiki session contact dawn on her website alchemy-sacredsound.com and michelle on her website at energeticembrace.com
0: Infinite love and gratitude. Thank you for joining us.